Hello and welcome to Cannabis Grand Rounds, a production by physicians with advanced degrees in cannabis medicine. Your hosts, Dr. Lee Van Oker, Dr. Les Matthews, and Dr. Hal Altman, will offer unbiased medical cannabis education for healthcare providers and the motivated public. Our content is selected with the objective to fully explore cannabis as science and medicine and pledges to reflect current cannabis knowledge with no hidden agenda nor sponsorships. Hello and welcome back to Cannabis Grand Rounds. My name is Dr. Les Matthews and I am one of the uh, founders of this podcast and will serve as the host today. And I'm again thrilled to be joined by one of our other co-founders, Dr. Lee Van Oker. Lee will be joining me today in a discussion around the growing use of medical cannabis and recreational cannabis for that point amongst our senior population. And we're going to dig into why seniors are the largest growing segment of the population when it pertains to cannabis use. And then in a subsequent episode, we're going to talk about some of the many special considerations that need to be considered in in this population as it pertains to the use of medical cannabis. So, Lee, welcome again. Thanks for joining me. Always great to be with you, Les. Thank you. And this is a very important subject because I believe I saw recently that uh, over the past three years, there's been a 75% increase in the number of seniors who are uh, availing themselves of medical cannabis use. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, by 2030, it's estimated that 20% of the population will be over 65. And we have just seen an explosion of seniors' patients coming in for medical cannabis use. In fact, my practice, the average age is about 79 or 80 years old. I have like, I've had like, 93 year olds coming in uh, to find out about medical cannabis use. So, so, so it, the, qu- the is question is why? So the question is why? why? Why is this a segment of the population where the interest, acceptance and growth is exploding? Well, I think, first of all, the most common complaint across the board Uh, For anyone using cannabis, I believe an American Academy of Neurology study a year or two ago said that of medical cannabis users, 62% of them are doing it for pain. But in this adult population of seniors, it's estimated that about almost 74 to 75% of seniors do complain of chronic pain. So I think that that is probably the reason and the fact that we now know from the opioid crisis that there is no such thing as like short-term opioid use that's not really addictive. Um, You know, we've seen that problem um, come to fruition in the last few years. I got to tell you, you know, working in the emergency room, graduating medical school in the 80s and early 90s, it was, you know, in the 80s, it was all illicit drugs. And by the time I was out in practice, it was all prescription drugs. So we, and I include myself, unwittingly have contributed as physicians to this crisis. um, And it wasn't even helping people. It was getting them addicted. Chronic pain is not the thing to use. Uh, opioids for. So I think that there's that issue that there's not a lot out there and people are turning to it 
um, for pain. You know, a study in the American Academy of Pain also found that maybe there were kind of more modest uh, pain scores improvements in this population of seniors that had a chronic pain, but they reported high satisfaction. And a lot of people, and the researchers included, thought that perhaps some of it was because their sleep was improved. We know it's a vicious cycle with that. And then their mood was improved with cannabis. So it was received very well, and I think that that's probably... Uh, one of the main reasons. And also, 70% of adults have two or more chronic illnesses that require medicines. So, you know, I think after the opioid crisis and some of the perceived, and not maybe perceived, actually true, complicit uh, pharmaceutical companies <laughs> in that, and and some of the agencies like the FDA kind of protecting it. I think people are also a little bit sick of pharma a bit and they wanted to take their pain and their health into their own hands and try and manage it. And that's why a lot of people turn to cannabis, old or young. Yeah, I reflect back on one of our earlier episodes where we had a conversation with Dr. Tom Trinchetto, who is a cannabis physician in Florida. And he would speak to the senior population that he would see who would list three or four different conditions that they were seeking help with. And it might be pain, it might be anxiety, it might be sleep disorder. But he found that in many of these patients, they were all interlinked. So if the cannabis controlled their pain, they slept better. And if they slept better, they weren't as anxious. And so there was a cascading benefit that cannabis would provide these folks um, that certainly opioids and other alternatives simply were not doing. Right. And also, if you think about seniors and some of the diseases that come about, a lot of them, we don't have good treatments for. And you know, there is this theory, Dr. Ethan Russo talked about clinical endocannabinoid deficiency, that many of these hard to treat diseases, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel, things even like autism in children, perhaps could be a deficiency in our own endocannabinoid system. And because of that, perhaps supplementing with um, phytocannabinoids, cannabis, the plant might be beneficial. And then there's other, like these neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. I mean, we still less need a lot of clinical trials on them, but there have been animal studies because we know that cannabis is anti-inflammatory. Um, and an inflammation in the brain is one of the hallmarks related to some of these um, diseases related to dementia and such. And then agitation, decreased appetite, those kind of things. And we know that cannabis can respond to those. So while we still, I would argue, we still need good clinical trials to decide, you know, this is going to be a treatment. It's relatively safe. It's, it's very safe and it's well tolerated. And I think people are turning to that, especially because we don't have good treatments for some of these diseases that seniors are faced with. So Lee, with with the fact that you and many other clinicians find that their predominant patient population does fall in the senior age group, what are you seeing in terms of routes of administration and methods of using 
cannabis products in the senior population. <laughs> well, and 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 therein lies one of the considerations and and difficulties that I I think the senior population at which we we can talk about but but certainly for myself, you know, most most of seniors and a lot of patients that come in general, it's not so much that they want to inhale cannabis, you know, it it's oral cannabis, right? And my recommendation usually is some type of tincture that while you swallow some of it, if you hold it under your tongue long enough, the absorption is directly into the blood vessels. So not quite as fast as inhaled cannabis, but faster than you know, chewing a gummy and, and completely oral cannabis. But it's also very difficult for seniors because they're used to a one size fits all. You do this, you take a pill, it works. But you know what? Maybe it doesn't work that much. We're turning in everything to personalized medicine. We're looking at genetics and cancer and why someone responds to one treatment and someone doesn't. And cannabis is a very personalized treatment, but it's personalized in the sense that you almost, you have to figure that out yourself. So I do highly recommend tinctures and look, it depends, you know, someone with chronic pain all day long needs an oral product that they chew and swallow that might take longer onset, but could last 12 to 24 hours. And then perhaps have, I always recommend my patients keep a uh, different formulations and sort of adjust themselves. Then if they're having breakthrough pain while they're having this chronic treatment, then they could possibly vape. I don't recommend smoking. Then they could use inhaled cannabis. I also, the other thing is, you know, making sure there's absolutely a way to treat your pain or treat any condition with cannabis and not be intoxicated in the daytime and be a little more sleepy and out of it for the evening. So those ratios of THC and CBD are critical to manage. And I always try and have my patients use CBD in a separate tincture as THC so that they can juggle those ratios and find out what works for them during the day with less intoxication and then at night with maybe a little bit more. To that point, uh, I would say most patients, certainly most seniors, are used to having a prescription for a medication where they take 10 milligrams every day or they take 25 milligrams every day, or they take 50 milligrams BID. And you're saying that with cannabis therapy, it's not that cut and dried. And yes, there has to be some <laughs> customization, if you will. And, the, and then exactly. the question is, how hard is that for seniors to do? It is. It is. And I, and they have to keep track. I give them a log, you know, there's all these nifty online logs, which maybe is more, uh, uh challenging for seniors, but yeah, it, it's, it, it takes active participation and it takes time. And some people just want to give up before giving it a good try. And I try and encourage them and follow up, but you know, sometimes they're just, it, it that's one of the challenges when we, <laughs> talk a little bit more about the challenges or the things that seniors should really uh, look out for, but it's, it's difficult for them. So it takes a lot of managing and hand holding, which I'm happy to do, but sometimes they're used to one, one size pill fits all. And it doesn't work that way with cannabis. Well, I think this has been a, a, a very uh, instructional conversation and, and certainly um, shines a bright light on the senior population and their 
uh, use of cannabis. And when we come back in our next episode, what I'd like to do is continue along this line and talk more about some of the challenges and special considerations that go along with using medical cannabis in an older patient population. So that'll be our next episode. And thank you again, Lee. This has been great. I appreciate your uh, your help, your expertise, and your participation. And I'll again plug your uh, writings on greenstate.com where Lee writes a, a regular column and gets into much greater detail with references on some of these important topics. So thank you. All information, material, and content on this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional and or medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment by a qualified physician or healthcare provider. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. Cannabis Grand Rounds LLC does not offer personal health or medical advice. If you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or call 911 immediately.